You're just too good to be true Can't take my eyes off of you You'd be like heaven to touch I wanna hold you so much At long last love has arrived And I thank God I'm alive You're just too good to be true And just a few seconds of one of the great songs on a brand new CD out just called uh, More Amore, songs from the great Italian-American songbook, and is from our friend Jenna Esposito, great singer, who uh, hasn't been with us in a while, and that's my fault, but uh, we're glad to rectify that tonight as we invite Jenna to join us just for a few minutes to kind of talk about the new CD, what she's been up to lately, and she's been very busy, so uh, we'll get right to it. And Jenna joins us by telephone from up in uh, New York today, Brooklyn to be more specific. And uh, Jenna, good to talk to you again. How are you? Great to talk to you again, too. Yeah, I was checking the archives. I guess it was uh, several years ago, four or five years ago, since we chatted with you. So I'm sorry about that, but I've been keeping track of you on uh, on all the media, YouTube and uh, and uh, and Facebook and all that. So you're quite busy. I know you do a lot of the uh, singing at the ball games. We just talked about uh, briefly. You did one uh, at uh, Brooklyn Cyclones game the other day, the uh, national anthem. That's right. Yeah, you know, it's a great thing for me to do because it combines two of my biggest loves in life: singing and baseball. <laughs> So it's always great to get out and uh, sing at a baseball game. And uh, a few days before the Brooklyn Cyclones, I had done the Hudson Valley Renegades upstate uh, in New York. And they're an affiliate of the Yankees. They got right. to do the national anthem and God bless America for them. So it's good. You know, a lot of regular concerts performances have still been canceled this year um, with the ongoing pandemic. But baseball is alive and well. So it's a good way for me to get out and sing and uh get the dust off the vocal cords. And I know you and your husband, I see pictures of both of you at a lot of Yankee games. Uh, so uh, you, you get, you've been getting out to Yankee Stadium a few times. Absolutely. You know, it's, uh, you know, besides being on a stage, it's my favorite place in the world. It's, it's just great. You know, all, all your cares melt away. You focus on the game, get some fresh air, and uh, root your team on. It's, it is the great American pastime. I just love it. Yeah, and... Uh... Uh, you always wear the Yankee hat, so it's always got to be Yankee fan. Was a Yankee fan for a long time, even though I'm down here in Florida. I know they're not doing great right now, but uh, who knows? They always seem to pull something out of the hat at the trade deadline, right? Yeah, fingers crossed. You know, it's been a challenging year for sure, and they've got all these injuries now. But you know what? I, I never give up hope. That's it. That's it. Well, I guess people that weren't with us before or uh, on our shows, of course, Jenna is a great singer based up in the New York area. And uh, this is kind of a, I guess, a second port. Obviously, it says more Amore. So I know we talked previously when he did the first uh, Amore album of Italian-American songs. And, uh, and you got a great selection again this time. Uh, uh, how did you put this one together? Well, so my, the CD I released in 2015, uh, like you mentioned, that was called That's Amore, Songs from the Great Italian-American Songbook. And for me, um, you know, this is a continuation of that album. And hopefully a few years down the road, there'll be even more Amore or something like that. So um, I like to focus on what I call the great Italian-American songbook, which for me contains songs that either had their origins in Italy, were made famous by Italian-Americans, or both. And that's such a wide variety of music and styles. So for me, it's a little bit of a soft education for people because a lot of songs that they've heard over the years, favorite songs of theirs, they might not put it together that they belong to this body of music. But I was inspired years ago by a book I read called Amore, the Story of Italian-American Songs by Mark Rotella. And uh, I think that came out, I want to say, around 2010. And I was blown away 
by the number of contributors to this great Italian-American songbook, so many of whom changed their names uh, because in the 50s and 60s, it wasn't trendy to be ethnic and people were trying to be more mainstream American. Right. So you had people like Connie Francis and Tony Bennett and Dean Martin changing their names. And to me, that was kind of sad. You know, just to make it fit better on a marquee or sound more all-American. So I, I took it upon myself. It's kind of been my passion project ever since then to do this collection of music and show what an influence this group of singers and musicians has had on the history of American popular song in general. So you start with songs, um, you know, this album in particular, I've got a few, you know, more classically oriented Italian songs like Torna Sorriento and O Sola Mio, which are obviously identifiable as Italian. Sure. But then we get into things like what you just play there, Can't Take My Eyes Off You, um, which was a big hit for Frankie Valli. And we also get into things like Lightning Strikes by Lou Christie and some of the Dion songs. So it's a really fun collection of music. And for me, it just, it's, it's a never-ending source of interest and fun and excitement because it's this wide variety of music. So it lets me exercise my vocal chops in a whole bunch of different styles, but it still is uh, something that's really important to me, you know, on a personal level. You know, I'm really proud of my heritage and proud to celebrate the history of all these great singers um, that had their origins in Italy. I think it's really cool. Something uh, very fun and uh, something that I'm proud to be a part of. And uh, you also we talked to you when you did the uh, CD in tribute to Connie Francis. Of course, great. You mentioned that, her as great Italian American singer. Yeah, absolutely. And um, you know, I sent this newest CD to Connie, and uh, she gave it a review. Texted me as soon as she got it that she loves it, um, which is such great praise. And she actually, when I started doing my tribute to Connie Francis, that's what got me interested in the first place in the Italian American songbook. And why I picked up Mark Rotella's book in the first place, because I put together this tribute to Connie Francis back in 2009. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, what a, an amazing body of work she had. I mean, 35 top 40 hits, three number ones in the U.S., huge hit records all over the world. And just such an inspiration as a person, too, you know, how she's battled through so many trials in her life. So while I was putting together that tribute, I found that the songs that really spoke to me and I loved singing the most were these great kind of old Italian songs. So after the comedy show, I really kind of took a side path in my career and started exploring more of that. And that's how I found the book by Mark Rotella. And I started singing more at Italian festivals across the country. And it's just, it's uh, been a long and winding road, but it's been a lot of fun. You talk about, uh, you know, like the greats, of course, Sinatra and Dean Martin and uh, Tony Bennett, uh, obviously Italian heritage, but uh, they did not do a lot of Italian recordings. But other singers, uh, like a Jerry Vale, I think Vic Damone probably did more uh, Italian right. songs. Uh, Al Martino is another one. Uh, oh, you mentioned uh, Connie Francis. Jimmy Roselli is uh, another one that uh, people tend to forget about, but they did more Italian songs as part of their act, right? Right, right. Yeah, and Dean Martin actually recorded a fair amount. They didn't get as much, um, I would say, maybe airplay or have the popularity that his other songs did, but he always had a soft spot for them. Mm -hmm. uh, but, yeah, I mean, Jimmy Roselli, what a voice. And he, he really kind of flew under the radar. He did, in yeah. Italian-American communities, but he's just beloved. <laughs> and uh, Jerry Vale, I mean, the voice, that voice, it's so recognizable, and it's just beautiful, like silk. And uh, Aldi Law, that was the big one, right? Aldi Law, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he had a big hit with it, and that, and Connie Francis also did. 
And actually, Connie's version, it's interesting, she was so moved by the song that she wrote her own English translation. So like when Jerry Vale and other people recorded Aldila, they used the lyrics, the English lyrics written by the great Urban Drake. Oh, um, sure. Yeah. But, yeah, which are beautiful, but Connie really, she just had her own take on it. She wrote her own English lyrics for it. Yeah, obviously these singers like Jimmy Roselli and a little before both of our times, but thanks to, uh, you can see a lot of these old variety shows on online, uh, and you get to see some of these great performances of these singers that uh, maybe not getting like the radio airplay on, you know, the Sinatra station or whatever, you get to at least see some of their performances now, which is good. Right. Oh, and it's just, they're unbelievable, such pros. And even just listening to the old recordings, you know, they didn't have the technologies we do today where you can go back in and nitpick and... You know, um, <laughs> that, you can do so many things with computers, right. you know, that back in the day, they just used to go in and sing with a band, do one or two takes, and, and they wrapped it up. I mean, it's really amazing how great those records sounded, and, you know, it's just how good these singers were. You know, you didn't need to do anything to their voices. No uh, no tuning, no alteration. And, you know, and when I record, I, I insist on that, too. You know, I really... I you do think. it basically live. I mean, I know you have yeah, to do I, some I really, but yeah. overdubbing, but basically you do it live, right? Yeah, so well, this CD was a little unique because uh, due to the pandemic, you know, we started it right in the thick of things. And um, we couldn't all be in the same recording studio at the same time due to social distancing regulations. Mm-hmm. And also, um, a number of the musicians I used on the album lived out of state. <laughs> for travel restrictions. <laughs> So it was a really, really interesting project for me, and it took a while to put together because what ended up happening was my rhythm section and I, and my backup vocalist, recorded in Manhattan. But the horn section we used, um, members from the City Rhythm Orchestra based in Philadelphia, they recorded their parts at a recording studio in Philadelphia. The accordion player I used recorded in Massachusetts. He lives in Rhode Island. And the limb player I use lives in Detroit. He recorded there. And then uh, there's an original song on there, Il Cello, which means heaven. And that was written by a good friend of mine, Aaron Caruso, known as one of the Sicilian tenors. So at the time, he was living in Detroit as well. So he recorded his part of the duet there. So one of the challenges in putting the CD together was to make it sound like we were all in the same room at the same time. And uh, it was really just a work of art by our engineer, Chip Fabrizi. Uh, he did an amazing job with it, just getting these tracks from all these different studios and putting them together. And really, I mean, if I didn't tell you that, I, I don't think anybody would know. Right. Uh, <laughs> well, that's the great thing about the technology. Record. Even if you that just have a laptop cool. now and a good piece of software, you can do it. It's digital, so you don't lose any quality. No, and, you know, and everybody has, you know, all these studios have the up-to-date software and good microphones, and, you know, we were able to put it together. So it was a really interesting project, you know, because if we'd been in the same room, we might have changed a few things or said, oh, why don't we flip-flop these parts with the accordion and mandolin or maybe have the trumpet do a solo here instead of the saxophone. But we didn't have that luxury. So it was kind of cool. We just got what the uh, other collaborators sent sent us. And we're like, okay, well, you know, it's like putting together a puzzle. (laughs) (laughs) I know your dad, of course, uh, you have pictures. I see him a lot with you on on your Facebook and Instagram. He's part of this as well. Fortune Esposito, right? He's, he's a That's musician. Right, yeah. Yeah. That, that must be a lot of fun. Yeah. It is. I grew up listening to him sing and play the guitar and, you know, watching him grab his guitar and head out for gigs on the weekends. And that was always a part of my life. And, you know, 
my sister and I grew up just singing with him and, you know, stepping up to guest with his band. So for us, it was perfectly natural to grow up singing. My sister is actually, she's also on the album. She's one of the backup right. vocalists. And uh, something very special about this album is her son, my nephew, Charlie, who will be 14 next month. Uh, he recorded a couple drum tracks for us. I saw that on the so, notes. Yeah, that's very nice. Yeah, the, the whole family got involved. Can't beat it that. Was a family <laughs> and even J- my husband, Jimmy, uh, got involved in a couple tracks. He, um, he, he helped us with the engineering, um, you know, the producing end of it. But he also got involved. He played uh, Triangle on one of the songs and, you know, added some hand claps here and there. So it really was just a complete family collaboration, which was so much fun. And, and your husband's doing well, obviously. Uh, I've seen the pictures and everything, but he went through a little bit of the, the issue last yeah. year, right, with the COVID, didn't he? Yeah, he had a big scare. Yeah. Um, he, was, uh, he was one of the first people in New York, I mean, really the country, to get it and get it that badly. So it was, it was right at the beginning of everything. We, we thought, oh, it can't be that. It was uh, March 7th of last year when right. he started coming down right. with it. So at the time, he was only the eighth person admitted to the hospital in Brooklyn with COVID, which, I mean, is just unfathomable these days. So, um, yeah, it was really scary. His doctor actually called me to tell me he might not make it. Wow. You know, it was terrifying. But uh, he really, he pulled through, thank goodness. Um, yeah, so, you know, it's, it's funny. After we went through that, we went through it so early on in the pandemic, you know, we just, we'll just go with the flow. Like, nothing else bothers us. But you know what? You know, we'll, you know, we'll quarantine. We'll do whatever we have to do. You can only do what you can do, right? Yeah. You just have yeah, to live your life, just, right? Yep. Exactly. We're so grateful that he came out of it alive and he's feeling better. So, really kind of put things in perspective. It's just, you know what? Everything else, you know, we can roll off our backs. That's the it. important thing <laughs> is that he's here and he's, and he's better. So, uh, yeah, we're very grateful for that. And, you know, for him, working on the CD was a great part of his recovery. You know, got him out of the house, into the studio, gave him something to focus on. So uh, it was really, you know, like I said, a great project for all of us, but especially him in some ways. Talking with Jenna Esposito. The name of the CD is called More Amore, songs from the great Italian-American songbook. And I know we emailed a little bit back, emailed a little bit back and forth, and a mutual friend uh, uh, held up your CD. Uh, I think it was about four or five weeks ago on her Friday show she does on Facebook, Dina Martin I'm talking about, and she gave you a nice plug. So, uh, so yeah, we thank Dina for that. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Dina. You got to meet her, didn't you, uh, at an Italian-American festival not too long ago? I met her at uh, the NIAP Italian American Gala back, I think it was 2017. But then since then, I've actually gotten to hang out with her at the Friars Club. We're both members of the I was going to ask you about the Friars. Okay. Yeah, I know she's a Friar, too. I didn't know you met her there, too. Okay. Yeah. You know, and it's great because, I mean, she's, such, she's like a living piece of history. You know, the story she has about her dad and Uncle Sammy and Uncle Frank. It's, yeah. it's, just, it's amazing getting to talk with her. And uh, the couple times, you know, there will be events at the club, um, and then an after party. So I've gotten to hang out with her at the after parties, and we just sit around singing her dad's songs together. It's, it's <laughs> such a kick. You know, it's so much fun. And uh, she, she could not be more gracious or, or, or more kind. She really just is a genuinely nice, nice person, yeah. so talented, Great. so charming, and uh, just a sweetheart. Just talking about the Friars Club, uh, that must be great because my, my uncle was, uh, he was uh, the shepherd of the Lambs Club, which is a similar mm-hmm. theatrical club uh, back in the day. It was a while ago, and I used to go to that. But, boy, the Friars Club, uh, I know they had some tough times there. I guess they reopened recently, but how's it going with the Friars Club? It's going pretty well. I, I haven't been there much since they reopened. Um, I went there once for rehearsals, and they're really, um, you know, they're reinvigorated because 
even before things shut down with the pandemic, they had been closed for a few months. They had a major flood. Right. So they basically had to redo everything. There was so much destroyed in there. So uh, walking in, it's, and it's beautiful. They've done a beautiful job with renovations. And, um, you know, modernized it to a degree, but not with any disrespect to its past. You know, it has such a storied history. So they, they brought it into uh, the 21st century, but not in such a way where it, it, it you lose sight of the past. They still have, like, the Milton Berle room and the and – the, uh... And the uh, rooms named after people. Yeah, they, yeah. yeah, they still have the, all the rooms named after people. And yeah. you know, when I rehearse there, um, I usually they usually give me the Ed Sullivan room to rehearse. Ed Sullivan, in. that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, you're just rehearsing under the watchful eye of the Ed Sullivan bust. It's a little, it's a little odd, but it's it's fun, and it's a, it's such an inspiring place to work and rehearse and perform. You know, you just feel like the the walls have stories, and you imagine, you know, Frank and and. Dean and Sammy stepping over the oh, threshold sure. and hanging out there. So it's, uh, it's definitely a cool place to hang out. I only remember briefly, you know, way before both of our times, obviously, the Ed Sullivan show, uh, but now you can see a lot of it on, on YouTube. But, uh, boy, that was some show. I think you would have fit right in on that, that show. That, that's oh, right, right up your alley. <laughs> I love that, absolutely. Yeah. Just, just pure variety. Every week uh, there was uh, about, I don't know, eight, ten different acts and uh, – they would always have singers, obviously, and a lot of the Italian singers went on that show. So, Italian right, you yeah, know, and uh, and um, you know, my, my dad was a big fan of the Perry Como show. Perry Como, <laughs> sure, yeah, right. Yeah, he, and, he, uh, he he lived on Long Island, I believe, most of his life. Yeah, Long Island guy. Yeah, yeah. you know, the, the, in those days, pretty much every major talent had a show, or they're on a television show, or they're on they're on a colleague show. There was, that, there, you know, there are all these platforms people get out and share their music. And uh, now it seems to be mostly mostly digital. <laughs> yeah, how's it going now? Is it opening up in New York where you can? Do, I know you've, you've done a couple of gigs already, but I mean, is it opening up where you can do the clubs again and different venues? Yeah, the clubs are just about back to normal, which is great. Actually, um, Birdland, which is my favorite, opened up a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So I've actually been. They do an open mic there every Monday night called Cast Party, which is just oh, so sure. much fun. Yeah. You know, an open mic kind of undersells it because it's like the best open mic in the world. You get is that the guy Jim Caruso? Is that the guy yeah, Caruso? Yeah, I've seen his videos. Yeah, he's very good. Yeah. Oh yeah, so I mean, you get Broadway stars in there, pop stars. You know, I had the years ago I got to sing for Tony Bennett there. Oh wow! I've seen, oh yeah, I mean Tony Bennett, Liza Minnelli, Michael Feinstein. You just never know who's going to be there. So it's a rotating cast of really uh, amazing characters there. So I'm so happy that's back because it just didn't feel like normal at all without the Monday night hang at Birdland. So yeah. luckily that's back. And yeah, the nightclubs are starting to come back. And as of right now, it looks like the San Gennaro feast will be on in September, which is one of my favorite uh, feasts at which I perform, you know, and we couldn't do that last year. So things are gradually coming back to normal, which is, is nice. That's good. Yeah. I know for you, obviously a year and a half, Live performances, Broadway. I guess is starting to open up again September too, right? Yeah, I know. I can't. I cannot wait to go see a show. I mean, that's yeah. you know, it's just you know, Times Square doesn't seem like Times Square without the theater hustle and bustle. You know, and I know so many people in that world. You know, both actors and performers, but also um, you know, musicians and the pit bands and stagehands. And, you know, it's, it's been such a struggle for them. So it's great sure. to know that they're all going to be back to work soon. Yeah, well, that's great. In the meantime, though, we invite people to uh, get the CD, Jenna Esposito's More Amore, the uh, song from the great Italian-American songbook. And it just came out. And, uh, Jenna, uh, I guess available at all the uh, 
normal places. Do you, do you have a website you want to direct people to? <laughs> sure. Um, myname.com. So it's Jenna oh, easy enough. J-E-N-N-A-E-S-P-O-S-I-T-O.com. And right on the homepage, there's a link to a whole kind of sub-website about all about the new CD. And I've got stories about every song on it and bios of the musicians. And also, of course, a link to purchase. Um, people can purchase the physical CD directly through me, and I'll happily sign it and put it in the mail. Um, it's also available on pretty much every streaming or downloading platform you can imagine, you know, Amazon, Spotify, right. iTunes, Apple Music. Um, we found out that with the uh, Amazon Alexa, you can actually ask her to play the album More More, and she goes right to it. Oh, great. Yeah, I've not played with that yet. I, had, I think I have it on my phone, but I've not tried that. So I'll have to, have to try that. <laughs> Even though I already have the CD, though. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But, you know, so, so few people have CD players these days. So it's, They're not putting yeah, them in yeah. cars anymore. You have to, uh, like, not. scrub them off the computer, and then you can download it on your computer that way. But, uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, it's, you know, unfortunately, it's kind of a dying art form. Yeah. Except that people, I think, I think they're going to make a comeback, and... When I do my concerts, people always like a physical souvenir. You know, you have to go home and download the album, something where I can sign it. And this album in particular, I think you've seen, I mean, I'm really proud of the cover. We put a lot of work into it. So I really do hope people will uh, purchase a physical CD. Um, And also, on the back of the physical CD, I have a QR code, which also takes people to that special section of the website so they can get all the uh, background information on the CD. Great, and uh, now you, you're going to do some. Uh, you have some gigs booked. I know you said you had the the Monday night at Birdland. I mean, are you starting to book some concerts around the area. I am. You know, the, right now I've got a p- couple of private gigs lined up for the summer. Uh, some of like the bungalow colonies in upstate New York. You mm-hmm. know, if you've seen the movie Dirty Dancing. Oh, right, like the uh, like the uh, the what do they call that? Uh, yeah, the the uh, Poconos, Poconos, or, yes. or, or Catskills, uh, no, Catskills. Catskills. That's right. Catskills. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so and there's a great um, resort there, the Villa Roma Resort, uh, which is it's such a throwback. It's kind of the last of the great Catskills resorts. I never got to go to so, one of those. Uh, they kind of were dying out. Obviously, you know, both of us, you know, knew you know, it was kind of dying out in our childhoods. But it always looked like it would be kind of a fun place to go. Yeah, so Villa Roma is still there. Uh, they still have their original showroom, and uh, so I. Those gigs usually come up last minute, but, but I'll probably be doing one or two more of those this summer. Yeah. Uh, they're Italian weekend in the fall. And then I've got the uh, San Gennaro Festival booked in September. That's, I believe. Now, is that an outdoor? That's outdoors, right? It is, yeah. yeah. Right. And I do. I always do closing night there. So that, oh, I great. It's September 26th this year. Um, the first Sunday in October is the St. Nick's Festival in Philadelphia. And uh, as far as I know, that's on this year. And then uh, hopefully the um, there's a Sons of Italy Lodge in Rockland County, New York. They do their festival in Japan. I believe that's the second weekend in September. And as of right now, it looks like I'll be back there, too. Oh, so, great. Yeah. So and when winter happy. comes, you got to come get some gigs in Florida, Jenna. So we can meet you in person. Absolutely. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> a lot of New York. I mean, you don't have to be a New Yorker, obviously, but a lot of New Yorkers down here, they'd love to see you. But anybody would love to see you. Any Italian-American would love to see you. Even if you're not Italian, you like to see it. <laughs> exactly. Everybody's, everybody's an honorary Italian when they go to my shows. I, I think everybody, I mean, I grew up in a you know, floral park in Long Island. Most of the kids were Italian or Irish. 
So you, you, yes. you, you know, I, I'm sort of that way by, uh, by, uh, by contact almost. So exactly. <laughs> I always enjoyed the, the Italian kind of heritage and of course the food, you know, so you can't beat that. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got to do an interview with uh, an Italian language paper. Um, oh, great. gave me a chance to practice my Italian. And uh, she asked me what I like most about Italy. And I said, well, clearly the food and also the music. <laughs> right, right. Now, have you have you been to Italy? Have you been over there? I have. Oh. I, uh, yeah, I went the first time in college, and I've been back a couple times with my husband. Went for our honeymoon. and um, Oh, that's right. Yeah. I did see pictures of that. Yeah, you're right. You did go yeah, there. Yeah, we can't wait to go back. So I think probably next spring we'll be able to make a return trip. Can you market your CDs over? Is it difficult to market them overseas, like to Italy? Or, oh, yeah, it's on a website, so people can see it that way. But can you market it yeah. to Italy? I, I think I can. I should look into that. But it, it's interesting. You know, all these streaming platforms, I get reports from them. Mm-hmm. And I have, the new album has been streamed a bunch in Italy, which is oh, great. I don't know I don't know how that stuff. works, but I mean, I would imagine if it's on the website, they can get it that way. So, you know, the music. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They put in songs they like, you know, the algorithms direct them to me, which is which is kind of cool. Um, but yes, yeah, it's been streamed all over the world, which is really exciting. Yeah. Well, that's great. Well, Jenna, I, I know you're, you're got a busy schedule. I'm glad we found a night where there's no baseball or gigs. So uh, to <laughs> chat with you for a few minutes and obviously you, you'll be working on something, uh, another CD down the road, but we'd love to have you back on, uh, when that happens, or if you come down to Florida this uh, winter or fall or winter, please let us know and uh, we'll have you on then as well. But thanks for being with us. Ah, that'd be great. <laughs> thanks for having me. And, uh, and, uh, we'll chat again soon. I hope. Jenna Esposito, More Amore is the name of the CD, songs from the great Italian-American songbook. And Jenna, we'll talk to you soon. All right, thanks, Doug. Mentre l'inglese era 
I'm Stan Brock. 30 years ago, I formed Remote Area Medical to help people overseas. But then we found generations of families in America isolated by poverty from the health care they need. Together, we can take dental, vision, and medical help to a million adults and their kids right here at home in the United States of America.